You're listening to the Chancellor Pink Podcast on Chancellor Pink Radio. Toilet paper. I saw uh, a really good story tonight updating the world on the story of toilet paper and what's happened to toilet paper uh, during this coronavirus. And I wanted to make a special podcast only about toilet paper. I think it's that relevant. So that if you didn't see Chris Hayes' show tonight on MSNBC or saw it but didn't see the one interview he did with the dude who wrote the story and did the investigation on toilet paper, I'm going to bring it to you in a podcast because it's that important. People thought that it was a fluky hoarder run on toilet paper. And it was at first. But how come... The shelves are still bare. How come we still have such a problem uh, they have to, where they have to limit one you know, package per person in any store, and even then they run out of it? What's going on with toilet paper? Well, the story is, and it's really a cool one, and it all checks out as valid. Used to be people were using the toilet in a lot of places beyond their home, in restaurants, in corporate buildings, in bars, and movie theaters, and so on and so forth. Well, the stay-at-home orders that have been put into place throughout the majority of the country have caused a 40% shift in the amount of toilet usage going on at home versus out somewhere else. Now you might say, well, so what? So what? Toilet paper is toilet paper. What's the big deal? I don't get it. Well, toilet paper isn't toilet paper. As it turns out, the kind they sell for consumers to use in their homes, Scott or Charmin, etc., are multiple, multiple plied rolls are softer and thicker and better. And if you think about it, yeah, it's true. And the kind they sell to commercial bathrooms and establishments, thinner, shittier, recycled paper, all the crap. And just to, now I know I, 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 I was you know, working in the federal building and having to use the toilet every day. The toilet paper is just like, you know, news, newspaper, white newspaper. And it's it's thick, but it's not soft. And it's, you know. Just nothing like the toilet paper. And it's in a roll that doesn't rip off. You have to tear it with the teeth on the contraption that they put in there as opposed to, you know, a sheet ripping off and so on and so forth. Completely different products. And so, completely different manufacturers and suppliers. And so the people that make toilet paper for you and I in our homes are not the same people who make the toilet paper for everywhere out there in the world. It's a different product, different suppliers, different quantity. And they have a set market for both. You, it, In other words, it's a very constant flow. You get so many people pooping every day at home and so many at work, and they're very consistent, and so they know exactly how much to make of each. So the different companies have their overhead and their production levels set pretty much in stone. These things don't vary. Moreover, 
it's really cheap and worthless to them. They don't make a lot per unit. It's really cheap to make. They don't sell it for much. So they don't want any overhead. They don't want any excess. It benefits them not at all to have any stockpile of either kind, the home kind or the commercial kind, because all of it is pretty much worthless in terms of they only make their money by the volume. The volume is set by the regularity of, you know, the people that have done their duty. (laughs) Oh, so cute. Over time in each location. So they have their profit margin set. So when you shift it dramatically and everybody's more at home and they need that kind of toilet paper more, the markets don't have it. You'd say, well, can't we just get the commercial people to make up the difference? Because they have all that excess. Well, they don't have any excess because they produce their certain level. And when it stops, they have that excess for the commercial, but it's not the same kind. And it's sold in in volumes that are huge, much greater than the average Joe wants to buy for his home. And it's the quality he doesn't even want in his home. Meanwhile, the people that make our kind just were caught, you know, empty handed. They didn't have it. And again, they didn't have a backlog or a storage of the home kind because it's cost ineffective to have that. So at the end of the day, the people that make the home toilet paper have had to suddenly shift their investment of their uh, capital into the byproducts or rather the, the raw materials that it takes to make their, this other kind of toilet paper and create it at a level well beyond what they normally do. And when it shifts back, they're going to be screwed because they're going to have all this extra, extra toilet paper. And the commercial people have stopped production greatly. And when they shift back, they're not going to have any extra. So we have thrown an entire market into turmoil over our shift in needs. And it's a whole different product by wholly different producers. And there are strong economic reasons why they don't just have the extra to produce. These are businesses that have been set in stone for a certain, a long period of time to make a certain amount of a certain product for certain consumers. And that has shifted dramatically. So that's why. And they said another example is bananas. Just weird examples. The kinds you get in restaurants are separate and they're smaller. And the kind they sell in grocery stores are the big, fat ones, and they're in bunches. Totally different. People sell each kind and uh, farm or whatever you want to call it, each kind. So the shift in away from anyone being out in commercial environments to being at home has caused a shortage of the at-home kinds of bananas. So the things we're seeing less of at home aren't just about everybody hoarding or rushing to you know just to grab onto something they perceive as a a luxury item if you know in Armageddon times it really is a matter of they don't make that type of product from that that kind of manufacturer enough to have it for a greater amount of purchases and the purchases went up Because people are at home. So the home toilet paper has gone up. So 
That's the explanation of the toilet paper. I thought it was fascinating and wonderful and makes perfect sense. And it tells you that, you know, things are better than we fear that we're all a bunch of terrible people and we're running out there fucking each other over and doing hysterical things and being bad. And the reality is there are legitimate, honest, economical factors in play that we're unaware of. And so we should love each other more respect each other more, not assume the worst about each other, even in these tough times. Despite Donald Trump and the fact that he shows the worst of all human beings every time he opens his mouth, please understand that even, I would venture to say, the majority of the people that voted for him, they're not like him. They don't think like him. That's not really representative of who they are. You know, they, in fact, they thought better of him when they voted for him. They thought he wasn't this awful so that's my hope anyway and we'll find that out in november but i do think that the toilet paper story gives me hope more hope for november because at the end of the day what we perceive often to be the despicable nature of our fellow uh, human beings can often be explained in ways about facts and figures we're just ignorant about and when we examine them more closely we understand things better and we can shake hands with someone we perceive to be our enemy and say, I'm sorry, I, I misunderstood. And that's, that's what I want to do with toilet paper. I want to shake its hand and say, I'm sorry, toilet paper, I was wrong. All right, I love you. Yabba da boopa.